A recent poll has revealed that a third of British people believe in ghosts, spirits, or other types of paranormal phenomena. Could that be because they have experienced paranormal activity themselves, or have come face to face with an entity? While it seems if you live in the United Kingdom, the chances are that you have, as there appears to be a ghost or creepy story around every corner. In fact, we found so many during our research for our previous Haunted UK video, that we thought we would make another one. One that includes a personal account of our stay at the Jamaica Inn in Cornwall. So as always, hit those lights, sit back, and enjoy another helping of haunted places in the United Kingdom. Friars Bush Graveyard, Belfast, Ireland. It sits right in the centre of Belfast's University Quarter, and has been used as a burial site since the 5th century, making it older than the city itself. Although it's only a small cemetery, just two acres in size, it more than makes up for that in its amount of supernatural activity. Just to the left, as you pass through the gates, is what is known colloquially as the Plaguey Pit, where hundreds of people were thrown into a mass grave without ceremony following the cholera and dysentery outbreaks and the Great Famine of the 1840s. The cemetery closed in 1852 because of overcrowding when there was an outbreak of fever in the surrounding area. It was noted that because the grave was so full, only a small amount of earth covered the top, and foul smells and noxious fumes filled the air, possibly causing the spread of disease. Ghosts are often seen around this area, perhaps wandering restlessly because they have not been afforded the dignity of a proper burial. In the early 1800s, the body snatcher George Stewart and his partner Feeney used Friars Bush for their fresh source of bodies. They would travel over to Belfast and then take the ship back to Scotland with their stolen corpses, before selling them to the surgeons in Edinburgh for their anatomy studies. They were apprehended in Belfast in possession of a brass syringe for embalming, forceps and a surgeon's knife. The bodies of a woman and child were then recovered from a barrel of the docks. Many gravediggers made grisly discoveries as they recovered the bodies of dead babies at Friars Bush Graveyard. Babies that had been thrown over the wall by unmarried women and maidservants in the hopes of getting rid of their illegitimate offspring. The sounds of crying babies are often heard when walking past the cemetery at night. The Friar's Thorn Tree stands within the cemetery and is the site where a monk was hanged because he dared to carry out the rite of mass, which was banned in Northern Ireland during the 17th century. His ghost can be seen swinging from the branches. Opposite the cemetery entrance is the David Kerr University building, and a tunnel runs beneath the graveyard, connecting it to the Ashby building. The tunnel was once used by students as a shortcut between the two buildings. Three of those students were discussing whether the haunted tunnel stories were true, when one of them said that it was all a load of rubbish, and he would prove it by walking the tunnel at night alone. His friends were waiting to meet him at the other side. Halfway through, and quickly losing his nerve, the student began to panic and became disorientated. He felt the reassuring grip of his friend's hand on either arm as they had walked through the tunnel to meet him and guide him back. As he approached the end of the tunnel, he was shocked to see his two friends standing there waiting for him. Now could it have been a friendly ghost that had helped him find his way through the tunnel? They believe it was. Gwydia Castle Conwy Valley, North Wales. Gwydia Castle is a fortified medieval manor house on the outskirts of Lanwest, North Wales, and is reputed to be one of the most haunted houses in Wales. 
The ancient Welsh house is situated in the beautiful Conway Valley, in the foothills of Snowdonia, and is regarded as one of the finest Tudor houses in Wales, and was formerly the ancestral home of the powerful Wynne family. It's now a privately owned luxury guest house, but do not be fooled by its beauty because it has a dark past and more than one resident ghost. Paranormal activity has been reported in the house since the 19th century, and all the accounts are consistent in what happens and where it happens. In the north wing, the ghost of a young servant girl is a frequent visitor. Her presence is accompanied by a repulsive smell and a sudden drop in temperature, and to make herself known, she places a ghostly hand on your shoulder. The story behind her restless soul goes back to Sir John Wynne, who seduced one of his serving maids, but when she fell pregnant, he murdered her and buried her body in a wall within the house. When the house was renovated years later, a hollowed out space in the wall was found, in the exact spot where the putrid smell is most potent. Crying children are also another regular occurrence, when there are no children present. The castle also has a ghost dog, who starts appearing after the current owners dug up a dog skeleton in the cellar during renovations. Outside the building, on the now expertly manicured lawns, there have been reports of sightings of a ghostly torch-lit procession in the dead of night. And although it is not thought the ghost of Sir John haunts the castle, he is thought to haunt Shallow Falls, a popular tourist attraction nearby. The legend says that Sir John Wynne's spirit was trapped there, to forever be purged, purified and spat on by the waters for the evil deeds committed by him in the days of nature. This belief was backed up recently when ghost hunters from the dark arts paranormal filmed at the waterfall and captured theirs. Right, I've just seen... I've just seen someone like I'm all the f What do you make of the footage? Prestbury, Gloucestershire. Prestbury comes as a close second to Pluckley in Kent for the title of most haunted village in England. Its best known ghost is the hooded apparition of a monk known as the Black Abbot, who has made several appearances, mostly at Christmas, Easter, and on All Souls Day. His spirit always follows the same route that begins inside the church, crosses the churchyard, and keeps a straight path through the grounds of the old priory before vanishing into the wall of the cottage on the high street where he announces his arrival by noisily moving things around in the attic. One of the most convincing photographs of the monk was taken on November 22, 1990, by Derek Stafford, who was photographing the floodlit gravestones in the churchyard. At the time, he saw nothing unusual and wasn't looking for ghosts, but when he developed his film, he was surprised to see that a mysterious dark figure had appeared in one of the photographs. The thing about this photograph is, it was taken before digital cameras or photoshopping, although there's always been debate about its authenticity, and sadly Derek is no longer around to confirm or deny it. But the Black Monk is not the only ghost to haunt the village of Presbury. A spectral horseman on a white stallion has been known to gallop along Shore Green Lane in the early hours of the morning. He is thought to be the ghost of a messenger, who in 1471 was passing through the village en route to Edward IV's camp at Tewkesbury, when he was shot dead by a Lancastrian archer over the years, his apparition has reduced somewhat to little more than a dull glow. 
It is said that in the early 20th century, a skeleton with an arrowhead was dug up in the area, and to this day, locals think it was the horseman. A street known as the Burgage is the oldest in the village, and during the Civil War, parliamentarian soldiers were based there. Every night, they would string a rope across the road as a security measure against royalist forces, trying to get through the village. One night, their little trap caught a royalist dispatch rider, heading to Gloucester from Sudley Castle after he galloped straight into it and was captured by the soldiers, who executed him on the spot. It is said since his horrific death, the ghostly hoofbeats of him on his horse can be heard in the dead of night, until they stop abruptly as they near the spot where he hit the rope. Another eerie spot in Presbury is Sundial Cottage, which is said to be haunted by a young girl who loves to play the spinet. She has been seen on numerous occasions, and her music has been heard by a family during World War II, when they took refuge in the cottage. And lastly, the Plough Inn is one of the village's three pubs, but the only one thought to be haunted. For many years it's been plagued by poltergeist activity, with things frequently being moved around by an unseen force. There is also the ghost of an elderly tweed-clad gentleman, who makes occasional appearances in the bar area, but as soon as he is approached, disappears into thin air. We'd love to know if any of you have been to Presbury, and experienced anything strange. Liverpool Liverpool is the fifth largest city in England, and is known for many things, including Liverpool and Everton Football Club, the Beatles, the home of Cunard and White Star Lines, and was the port of registry of RMS Titanic. It is also extremely haunted. Mackenzie's tomb in St. Andrew's Church, Rodney Street, is a strange one. It's the final resting place of William Mackenzie, who was a civil engineer who spent much of his career in Liverpool. Mackenzie was also known to be an avid gambler who reportedly made a deal with the devil, that he would exchange his soul for lifelong luck on the gambling tables. And when he died in 1851, he was entombed above ground in a stone pyramid, sat upright with a winning hand of cards, as per his instructions. His aim was to ensure his body was never committed to earth to prevent the devil from staking claim to his soul. His plan would have been perfect, except that he forgot that his soul needed to go somewhere, and although the decision to keep his body above ground kept him from the devil, it also kept him from heaven too. A man in a white cloak and top hat can be seen wandering around Rodney Street late at night. In fact, he is often heard rather than seen, a lost soul with nowhere to go. However, the inscription on Mackenzie's pyramid door indicates that he was buried in the traditional way and is not sat upright in the pyramid, but that hasn't stopped the legend and the story continues to be told and believed by many to this day. Apart from Mackenzie's tomb, Rodney Street is believed to be the most haunted street in Liverpool, as all sorts of paranormal sightings have been reported over the years. The famous Lantern Jaw is the spirit of a man with a huge square jaw, top hat and a long flowing opera cloak. He is often mistaken for Mackenzie, although Mackenzie is said to be much shorter. On occasion, Lantern Jaw and Mackenzie have been spotted together, seemingly arguing about something. Bloody Acre is another spot thought to be haunted. It's a patch of land located adjacent to Liverpool's oldest church, All Saints. The land is said to be guarded by the Angel of Death, who appears when war is imminent. The residents of the area are so convinced about the Angel that Liverpool Council promised them years ago that they would never build on the patch of land, otherwise a terrible curse would fall upon them. 
There are several cemeteries in Liverpool city centre, and St. James on Hope Street is one said to have a resident vampire. Sightings of the beast have been reported since the 1960s, and it's not just a vampire. There are also ghosts, and one in particular makes a regular appearance. In life, he was William Huskisson MP, who was laid to rest in a grand mausoleum in 1830. His spirit is seen regularly leaving his mausoleum and wandering around the graveyard. Another graveyard said to be haunted is St. Andrew's Cemetery. It seems several years ago, a workman accidentally unearthed some bones, and ever since the ghost of a petite woman with a regency bonnet and a little girl have been seen walking down the nearby Maryland Street. Speak Hall is also one of the oldest buildings in Liverpool, dating back to the 16th century. The half-timbered house is open to the public, and many visitors have been spooked by the building's resident ghosts. One of the most well-known is the Cavalier. During the hall's renovation in the 1950s, workmen spotted a man grinning at them. He was dressed in Cavalier uniform and was leaning on a beam. He reportedly picked up a hammer and passed it to one of the workmen, who fell through the hatchway in sheer terror. But that's not the only vivid incident with the Cavalier. In the 1970s, a 13-year-old boy named Charlie William would regularly ride to Speak Hall to talk to a strangely dressed man whose description matched that of the Cavalier. The man referred to himself as Mr. Popjoy and taught Charlie sword fencing. Mr. Popjoy later admitted to Charlie that he had been dead for years. The young boy was so afraid, he got on his bike and rode away as fast as he could and never returned to the hall. Another regular visitor to Liverpool is a soldier who catches the train from Birkenhead Central to James Street Station. He is known to disembark from a disused side of a platform and disappear. In 1990, James Davidson, a local lollipop man, told how he and other passengers had seen the ghost on a train one day and was taken aback by its flat appearance, stating it looked as though it was a cardboard cutout. The Jamaica Inn. This next one is a little different, as the Top 5's team actually visited this place. Now, we didn't really capture enough footage or information, and would like to take a trip back to do a full-blown investigation, including interviewing the owner and doing a late-night ghost hunt. But here is an account of our first visit. Built in 1750 as a coaching inn, the Jamaica Inn in Cornwall, in the southwest of England, has a long history of smuggling, ghosts, and all things creepy. We took a visit last year, as we wanted to see if we could sense anything strange, or even see something for ourselves, not only in the inn, but also the surrounding infamous Bodmin Moors. Previous reports of paranormal activity have included hearing conversations in the hallway in a strange language believed to be Old Cornish, the sound of horses' hooves and the metal rims of wheels turning on the rough cobbles in the courtyard, as well as someone pacing the corridors in the dead of night in heavy boots as well as the ghost of a stranger who was supposedly killed outside the inn, way back in the day by an unknown assailant. Rooms 1-12, to which are located in the original part of the inn, are said to be the most haunted. We were staying in room 12, situated above the Daphne de Maurier Museum, which back in the day would have been the old stables. First impressions of us touring the inn and our room was nothing sinister, however something worth mentioning is that in the morning, my wife said that during the night, I woke up and said I was going to drink water. She then heard me lift a glass bottle of water off the bedside table and drink. This is strange, because A, I never wake up in the night to drink, and B, the only bottle of water in the room was one on her bedside table. So I would have had to reach over her in the pitch black to grab it, then drink it and put it back. 
Unfortunately, none of this was picked up on the camera as it was too dark and the sound recorder didn't pick anything up either, so we're not sure what happened. The next morning, we headed out to the moors to see if we could sense anything. The moor has a famous tale of the Beast of Bodmin, a supposed phantom wildcat that lives in the area. Although we didn't stay in the area long enough to gather enough evidence of its existence, the moors are a desolate and eerie place. When it comes to equipment malfunctions during the trip, we had one strange event take place. One of the gimbal stabilizers that was fully charged before the trip was drained flat when we took it out at the inn. Now, this has never happened before. We, of course, can't say what caused this, but some do say paranormal energy can drain electronics, as this is a common occurrence amongst ghost hunters. Again, it could have just been a coincidence, but it's never happened before. We did catch a photo during a walk around at night, in the Jamaican courtyard that got us all excited. However, the next morning, we set out to try and debunk it, and it turns out it was just a wooden bench. It goes to show how easy you can misidentify objects when you've got ghosts on your mind. Overall, we came away with a sense that the Jamaica Inn and surrounding areas of Bodmin definitely hold a kind of eeriness that cannot be found in any other place in the UK. The amount of history at the inn and the ghost stories adds a level of energy that is undeniably creepy, especially at night. As for Haunted, while well, we did not experience anything to suggest it is, but as always, we'll leave that one up to you. So that's five more creepy and haunted locations in the United Kingdom. We hope you're enjoying all of these scary videos for what is the best month of the year, the Creepy Marathon Month. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow for another video.